What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Band Chats. My name is John Kroom and if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a review if you're liking these podcasts. If you're not, I guess you're probably not still listening. But on this episode of Coffee and Band Chats, we chat with Dante Young. I'm really excited about this episode with Dante because we honestly chatted a little bit about everything. We chat about the state of matters of what's going on in the world today. We also chat about his start in the sport of cycling and how he rode for Concept and the Legion of Los Angeles and now his recent move to Boulder, Colorado. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsors. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm here with Dante Young, and he has just moved to Boulder, Colorado, which is like an hour away from me. And I decided to bug him, get him on the podcast, because I've heard a lot about this guy, fixed gear guy. Uh, Kelly's in the background scratching his ear and doing all that weird stuff being super distracting Uh, but I just kind of yeah I just want to chat with him and get to know him as an athlete and I want you guys to get to know him as an athlete so Dante how you doing man I'm good man I'm good just uh, getting acclimated to this older life the smoke and the altitude so you moved from smoke and now you're in altitude I literally, I, uh, it's funny because like the smoke hadn't really gotten to where I was living. I was saying in uh, Santa Monica and like yeah. the day after I left, it just kind of like seeped into LA. And then, then as soon as I got here, it was just like crazy amounts of smoke. Yeah, it, it's a bit rough right now. Like I even got like kind of a dry cough and it's like now whenever I go to the bars or the pubs, everybody's like staring at you when you have that cough. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. the question mark of allergies smoke or coronavirus so yeah I, I sneezed at work today and like I was I they didn't want to look around to see if anyone like looked at me or not yeah you just have somebody behind you with one of those new guns <laughs> that is just, like, exactly taking your temperature exactly um, but yeah man so so tell me a little bit about you because I know you got into you were into like some fixed gear stuff for a while and then you you started racing crits uh how did you even get started because I think one of the coolest things that I ever saw on social media that made me want to message you but somebody reached out to you and was like, hey, man, like, how did you get into cycling? Because it's so expensive. And you were mm-hmm. like, dude, I threw $200 at it and I'm here now. And so I would love to dive into that because I think a lot of people, yes, while cycling is an expensive sport, I feel like if you want it bad enough, you can have it. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's what everything like if you really want something like bad enough, you can get it it's like, you know, like a pair of Jordans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. like, um, but like. <clears throat> I the fixed gear thing was kind of like it was already like it was getting pretty big or like I had just found out about it and I had rode a friend's bike and I was like oh cool you can like it's simple like you can ride forward you can ride backward and we all have little spoke cars in our in our wheels just like bikes with like a bag of skittles or different colors and everything <laughs> yeah um and then so I was like searching on Facebook and this guy had a it was an old steel road bike frame that was converted into a, a single speed so it just had like a set of road dropouts but had like a single speed front and rear wheel pink tires pink bar tape it was like some data track pit piece of drop bars and it was oh, yeah. 200 bucks and that was like a lot of money but like i scraped it together got it and that just kind of sparked everything like we used to i used to go to this bike shop in the valley um and mission was called fix fixie and we used to ride from there. It was right next to Sepulveda Boulevard. And we would ride from Sepulveda all the way up and over Sepulveda climb down 
all the way to Venice and like eat pizza, stare at girls, and go back home. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a vibe. Oh, that was that was the look right there. Yeah. That was I got the look. <laughs> um we did that for a while and then I had a buddy of mine, his name was Jericho, and he had this leader. Like there's a few companies at the time that were pretty big, like Leader Bikes, Chinelli. Um, and Leader was like like this super like arrow shaped tubed fixed gear bike. And it just to look cool, it wasn't for like arrow gains. And he had this was 735 and it was like this super amazing bike. And I used to like race each other and see who can get the big fastest max speed on yeah. his bike. Um and he was like a big brother uh to me and he ended up like passing away on a critical mass ride because he gave his helmet to another kid. Oh man. And so when he got to the bottom of this hill, he actually like hit the curb and like hit his head. Oh. So like when I found out about it, I was I was like devastated and I was like I told the bike shop I was like I wanna race I wanna get sponsored by leader. You know, like that's my goal and it's like my tribute to Jericho. So like He's like, oh, we got a race. They could get on a track or something. So I started, I got certified in Sino. And I was doing these like chariot races and like match sprints and Kieran's. And they're like, hey, man, you're really strong. You can be good. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can actually do something like siphon rated. And I had yeah. this whole like, like thought process. It's like, oh, cool. Like, well, there's no black people in cycling. Yeah, I'm the only sure. one. So I'll stand out and it's going to be great. This whole lot of plan. And then uh, in the mix of that, fixed gear pit racing started to come around. So I did one of those. I remember I did it, it was like around USC and I got lapped like four times before finishing the race. But it just like, it was amazing. Um, So I spent three years trying to get this like, like contract or just get looked at by this company. And then, we did Wolfpack Hustle was like the underground, you know, like race organizer. Yeah. So they had these like these thousand feet drag race sprints in Long Beach. And I was like, oh, cool. This is what I'm good at. So like I like showed up. I had my like leader team kit on that they sent me. And I, I raced and I got second to Nate Cook, Nate Koch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Track sprinter. Yeah. Track sprinter. Yeah. So yeah. like a legit <laughs> track sprinter. And that like a week later, they like called me and they were like, yo, I want to offer you a contract. Oh, wow. I was like, this is crazy. And they pretty much put me on the map, but they were just like really big in the fixed gear world. And they gave me so much exposure. I did races all over the country. They took me to New York to race this Red Hook Criterion, which was huge at the time. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever traveled like outside of, California and Texas you know so they like took me to New York and I I thought I was in like Paris I was like this is crazy Times Square um and then in the mix of all that um I was like dedicated to fixed gear I was like roads bikes are stupid fixed gear and crits and I had come up when I that's when I came across like Justin and Corey on like YouTube and I was like, and they were on road bikes and doing kind of the same thing that I was doing. And I was like, this is, this is insane, you know? And they were like at the top of the sport. So like, and then I ended up getting to meet them at like a group ride. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, and it was crazy because like, you know, you don't see people who, you know, who are, let's say celebrities or like big in, in a scene. You don't just like see LeBron James shooting or you don't just see, yeah, for you sure. know, an, you know, like, and that's what's cool about cycling. So um, cool about cycling. Yeah. Cause you get that opportunity to actually have that conversation, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> and they put on a clinic um, at Encino to like, it was like a race clinic. And um, I had won one of the races and they were like, Oh cool. Like, you know, you, you're, you seem pretty good. And then I challenged Justin to like a match sprint, like two out of three and I lost all times. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> about to like, say that's pretty bold. Cause like, even if you were the better sprinter, his handling is unreal. And it's, yeah, it's one of those it things. was, it was more of like, like, I think I was trying to prove myself a little bit, but I was just like, why not? Like, let's start the conversation. Yeah. yeah and let's just see where I'm at. And yeah, he yeah. made it seem like I was in a win and I, and like I came out of turn, uh, turn three and I was like, I'm about to win. And he was like just slowly creeping, creeping. He like waited to came out of turn four. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I'm not that good. Um, and then I kind of like, from that point on, they, everything just kind of like just had this super high upward trajectory um, with the, with endo customs uh, starting the con the concept team and my friend That's Alonzo. Still a thing? It is. Yeah. They still, yeah. they, they just, you know, they're a really cool, like just a group of dudes that just like to ride and like have fun and travel. And they just, yeah. they put out really dope content and they make dope kits. Yeah. So like, that was pretty much like a thing from the get-go. Um, and my friend Alonzo was like, hey man, like I think this is gonna be good for you. Like you should come on, come on board. And I said, sure. And then between the content, the cool kits, um, and this exposure to a lot of the races that we did, it blew up in like a year. Um, and then Canon though came on board, sponsored the team, and they gave us like these CAD 12s. And then they wanted us to do these like cool races in Europe. So I got a call and they're like, Hey, you want to go to Germany? And I was like, uh, yeah, I've never been to Europe. They're like, cool. Your flight's booked. <laughs> and like, for like three weeks from now, like get ready. You better get and a I was passport. Like, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Bobby Endo, uh, from Endo Customs, he paid for my passport because I wow. didn't have it. He's like, here's the money. You just got to go get it. I was like, okay. Um, and so I'm, he's the reason why I've even been able to travel because um, mm-hmm. I just didn't have any money. And then he went sure. to Germany for two weeks in Berlin to do this fixed gear elimination style race in an indoor go-kart track. Oh, um, it's called, yeah, called Rad Race. Um, yeah, and, and that's not the one that's like in the parking garage, is it? Or is that the same one? Like you're kind yeah, of like racing they, so they a have a, garage? They have a bunch of different races. They have yeah. like like a parking structure race. You have one in, in a go-kart track. They have like a, a 42 kilometer road race, like on like, on like a, they shut off like one of the main roads in Germany and like point A to point B and it has like a full like world tour finish sprint with like barriers and like a whole like banners and everything That's they have. Um, and they have like these big like tours where like you pay 500 bucks and you get to ride from like i don't know like from france to italy or whatever and it's all supported pay for your hotels they give you food and then they pay for your trip back home 
Oh, wow. They, they have like all these things to, that you can do. So if you didn't like crits, you can do sprints. If you don't like sprints, you can do these parking lot races. And there's always something for you to do. And um, it blew my mind because of culture shock. I got to yeah. go to Europe. I didn't have to pay a dime. Um, I was there for like two weeks. Didn't even, I forgot all about the race. I was just too busy having fun. They were like, <laughs> just hey, exploring, yeah. yeah, just exploring. And like my family was super happy about it. They're like, yo, like no one in our family has been out of the country. Yeah. Um, and they like, uh, that was like, gave me like the thought process. Like, dude, like I can probably, I can do something, you know, like yeah. I'm, I've been able to travel certain parts of the country and now I'm in Europe, yeah. you know? Um, and it gave me so much confidence, like really keep going. Um, and I thought fixed gear was going to be around for a lot longer. Um, but like within that, I've got to go to London. I got to go to Italy. I got to go to uh, um, Norway. Um, like I've just been able to go like, to a lot of different places just yeah. by racing. Um, and didn't have to pay for really any of it. And I've got to experience so much cool stuff from when growing up, I was like, cool either you play basketball or you play football or you work at Chipotle like those are your yeah. options <laughs> you yeah. know so like it's been a pretty awesome uh journey to where I am now um and you know I'm super stoked on it hey guys sorry about the brief interruption but just wanted to give a huge shout out to this week's sponsor of the podcast and that is beetroot pro I've been using beetroot pro for quite some time now and honestly it's the best beetroot powder that I've ever used it shakes up super well it doesn't leave a clumpy mess and it doesn't taste like dirt if you've ever been interested in trying beetroot powder this is the product to try and you can get 15% off now by using code fanchats at beetrootpro.com now let's get back to the episode yeah and I and I kind of want to chat about that a little bit because you know like I felt you know, even myself, you made a comment, you know, being, you know, being a person of color, being black in the sport of cycling, like, um, even myself, like I thought I had the out when I was a fat guy and like, nobody would want to hang out around me. And then now, like just with the recent world of world events and like what's going on, it's really woken me up to go, Hey dude, like you've had so much fucking opportunity. Like, and I, Actually, I went into a restaurant in Atlanta. I was there for a track race. I was the only white guy in there. And I don't know what it was. I felt so uncomfortable. And I was just like, fuck, man, this is probably how they feel all the time. But the owner came, sits down with me, shooting the shit. He's like, because they almost looked at me like, hey, dude, do you know, do you know where you're at? But then it, they were like welcoming and super, super caring. And it's like, I can only imagine how you felt. So like, the fact of you not only coming up through the sport, but how have you been able to kind of battle that or make the best out of a shit situation, I guess, more or less. I don't, I don't really don't even really know how to word it. No, I, I get it. Uh, um, first it's really cool that you like realize that. Cause I don't think a lot of people put that into perspective when they're put in that situation of like, Oh, this is how they must feel, you know, like, yeah. and it's a real thing where, you know, like, like I'm, is you're just not comfortable. Like realistically, yeah. like even being here, like 
I saw, in Boulder. I, remember, I was like, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, man, like, where, yeah. where are we at? Like, I don't see anybody. And then, like, I saw yeah. someone. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now I feel that much better, even though there's just yeah. being one person that's that that's around. Um, yeah. But like, in the sport, like, it didn't really bother me much because the same people that I was racing fixed gear with were also racing like some of the track races and stuff yeah. and a lot of the fixed gear scene is pretty diverse from very what diverse. i it's um, very so. diverse so like yeah. it wasn't until i started racing on the road that and even going to like like carson um and really realizing like there's not many people of color there um yeah. and when i started to like kind of make a name for myself with the concept team and like win like you know like two three races or cat three three races and like people but then people started like kind of like who is this dude you know and then I started to kind of see like like a negative vibe from certain from from people which made me look like more out of like like this is it seems a little bit more like hatred than yeah. than anything but I'm also just like like I, I really don't let a lot of that stuff get to me, you yeah, know, because sure. it's like, it takes so much to like really dislike or hate anyone. Yeah. And it's like, I can either be mad that you feel a type of way about me because of the color of my skin or because I'm here disrupting or making your sport better. Yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna say your sport, but making the sport better. Yeah. Um, no. Or I can just like, continue to do what, I, what I'm what i doing and I see it all I just don't really like acknowledge it unless it's like I feel the need to like really say something so like when all of the the riots were happening all over the, the world really but really like there was one in Santa Monica that happened down the street from my job at the time mm-hmm. and then they broke into my job and like stole a bunch of bikes and like the safe and everything. And it's like, I had this moment during that whole time and like where I saw like the video footage of George Floyd and like, I like imagined my face on his face. And it was just like a really deep moment where it's like, this could be me, you know? And then I felt compelled to tell everyone like, you guys don't understand, like this could be me. You know, like you all love me, but understand, like this, literally, didn't had nothing to do with background or what I did or in the past or whatever. It's just like it was, it was him, but it could have been me. You know, and, and that's the scariest thing is like I don't think we'll ever be able to comprehend that because I even said this like with just even talking to my wife and my wife being a female. It's like, like there was a comedian that was like, I could go back in any part of time as a white male and be okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like i'll never understand depression like that's one thing i'll never understand because of Mm -hmm. who i am as like i'm a white dude what nate what 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 issues have i had like i had a decent upbringing i had a decent family like i've had opportunities i've gotten in trouble with the law and i've never been afraid of a police officer in that sense you know what i mean and and then you know seeing what's happening right now with um the guy in Kenosha, I'm blanking on the name, but like the fact that, you know, his, even his mom was like, we used to talk about it. And I used to be like, yo, that like, that could be you one day. And it was him. And I still couldn't even imagine it being him. So like, it's, it's crazy to think about, man. It's, it's, it's rough. Like I had, 
I've had, and I've talked about this, but I had like one time where like it really scared me. Yeah. And like my sister um, was always like, be careful. Like it was like some shootings in like Burbank. It, it was like, like really close, you know, and like a lot of like LA like shootings going on um, between police and like, you know, people of color. And I remember I was riding, um, cause like we, we lived in, uh, Slauson and Broadway, which is like, it's, it's like, it's the hood. Um, yeah. so like I was riding to downtown and it was like six thirty, sun's out, it's going down and I was just riding and I got pulled over. They were like, I didn't get off my bike cause my sister was like, the one, just don't get off your bike, just sit there, don't move and do anything. And I'm like, my head, palms are sweating. I'm like worried to like get off the bike, put it on the wall. I like slowly walked into the wall. They opened my backpack. Where are you going? Where are you from? Where's your ID? Whose bike is this? Like, are you sure it's your bike? What kind of bike is it? What do these tattoos mean? Like, where are your lights? And this is a whole thing. And it's like, I'm just going downtown. I have a race tomorrow. Like, this is my bike, Cannondale. This is a, a elephant tattoo. Doesn't mean anything. Does it have a meaning, you know, man? It's just it, a tattoo. It, it's just a tattoo. Um, Jeez. And then it got like dark. So I was like, oh, I'll put my lights on. And you're like, oh, you do have lights. I was like, yeah, but like, I didn't need them before you stopped me because I was almost to my destination. Now I need them, you know? And they like yeah. ran my record. And it was like a 45 minute process. And like, I remember telling someone, it's like, well, I would have been so mad. I would have like yelled. I would have like started recording. I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. understand, like, you know, like, if I reach for anything or if I lash out anything, like, that could be the end of me, Sunday which out. is super crazy to think about. Yeah. And it blew my mind even in the times of, like, George Floyd where people still didn't understand it and they were also people of color. Like, we were rolling through and one of my friends was going to roll through a red light and he did. And there was a cop at the other end of the intersection. I was like, yo, don't do it. And I stopped. He said, oh, dude, like, it's just Santa Monica police. Like, they don't really care. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm black. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to give them any reason to stop me. Like, you have to understand that. He's like, oh, it's, dude, it's like, you need to chill out. And I was like, tell that to the guy that, like, literally just died. So I'm not going to chill out because you don't understand that, for me, small stuff to you is like life, life or death. Yeah. yeah it's 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 unreal because it's just like i think i think they were even saying it's like you know oh well we have bad apples and good apples and it's like well yeah well if american airlines came out with statements of like yeah we have bad pilots and good pilots this one just crashed i'm sorry like we'll just have to move on like that's a, like what you know yeah. like that's a thing that's what that's what you're gonna that's that's your statement to that we have bad apples and good apples it's like if you're gonna be a cop you can't have a bad day you can't take it out on somebody. It's not like at Wendy's where it's like you're pissed at somebody making the fries. Like it's just not gonna work. Like somebody exactly. could die. Um, man, that's that's unreal. And so, like, anyways, to kind of round that back into the sport, it's like, uh, it, yeah, like the fact of the matter is, is like I was even, you know, like I said, I was talking to my wife about this. It was like never really hit me um, because I always felt like I was so. That, you know, it was hard for me to talk to people because I was the big guy or the, I didn't look like the cyclist. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're like the one of five guys. Like I could, I think I can name five, five black guys that ride bikes that 
you know what I mean? Or people of mm-hmm. color in that sense. And it, it's scary. And I think that's the real issue with the sport um, for sure. Um, but anyways, so you've moved to Boulder. Yes. You're now in Boulder. What are you doing in Boulder, man? Like what's going on up there? What's new up there? I mean, you've, you've, you've escaped the smoke to now get to altitude. To yeah. Only I, altitude-y smoke. <laughs> Literally. Uh, a lot has changed. Um, I got a new job working awesome. for Hunt Wheels. So um, are they a new company? Girl- How old are they? I think it's been... I don't mean to put Ooh. you on the spot with your new job. I it's probably like, know like, this, but yeah. I would say like five. Does Kelly five, know? Six years. Okay. Kelly? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Um, so the U- UK brand, yeah. they make some pretty fast wheels, um, but they're at like a really affordable cost, but they don't really like try or, or feel the need to like market the cost. They just market how good the wheels are. Yeah. And I've ridden a handful of wheels and I'm riding some right now and I'm like, these things are actually pretty fast. Um, yeah, for they're sure. roll really well. They're good in crosswinds or stiff. Um, but like I got a job with them, which is great. Cause it's like, it's an actual career job. It's not like every job I've, I've actually have had in the past, which has been like, I need something to get me by to the job or I need something that can work and make money while I race. Yeah. yeah you know, for sure, yeah. I know that's always about, been yeah. my, my mentality. So, um, I got a job and I came here like a month ago or so, okay. like a little over a month ago and, um, came here to see Kelly yeah. and I we like, she like showed me around and I was like, oh, like, I think I'll move to Boulder in like October or something like for a year, see how I like it. Like, I would love to move. And then like, I got offered the job. Where I, like she told me about the job and I was like oh cool and she's like and I'm moving to Boulder and I was like oh cool okay and then everyone <laughs> in my previous job who came in to buy stuff they're like we're going to Boulder we're going to Colorado it's so amazing I was like I think someone's telling me I need to go to yeah to you, Colorado. Need to go to, you need to go to Colorado so sure. everything just aligned like super perfectly and yeah. I was like cool like you know I'll be able to train at altitude there's lots of mountains and climbs. I love to be in the mountains. It's nature. It's like LA is so fast paced and so stressful and yeah. everything here just seemed a lot slower. So like kind of allowed me to kind of just slow down a little bit and go at a decent pace. Yeah. Our traffic's so. going to seem like a good day for you. Like it's, yeah. our traffic's, our traffic's amazing. You'll love it. Yeah. Like, people, my first time riding, like people were saying like, hello, People were like waving out of the cars. Everyone's yeah. like waving on their bikes and cars are going to the opposite side of the road. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, this is Boulder. I was like, what? This is too nice. This can't yeah. be it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like it is a, it is a cycling filled area, especially like, I mean, you got hunt wheels, you got stages, you got training peaks, you got, I mean, you can just go down the list. You got specialized has a hub there, you know, you got mm-hmm rebel mountain bikes like i mean the list goes on when it comes to cycling and when it just comes mm-hmm. to being outdoors um mm-hmm. so you you definitely move to a good area and uh we all know that like you, you know you're getting into some team switching and 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 definitely into some goals but with the coronavirus and everything that's going on like like where do you see dante 2021 man uh 2022 i mean i you know listening to your encino inception i my track heart wants to go hey you should start riding the track a little bit man 
like you would probably be pretty good on the track yeah. but it's, where, it's funny where do you see yourself going it's funny you say that because that's actually like on my mind um my goal like i still plan to be very competitive and still race yeah um my goals at the moment like by the name of moth like i really want to uh like nationals um that's been like on my list to like have a national title and i feel like a criterion and or road national title is something that i could definitely do um mm-hmm. so like i really want to do nationals i love crits like so much um and like i, I really want to like win some of my favorite crits like jumble like tulsa um and just race um I have had thoughts of going back on the track and um, like we do focus on, I've actually grown to love endurance races. So like, like uh, points races, um, scratch races, omniums really. And even like, like try on maybe some like pursuits. Like, um, like I would love to do like a team pursuit or like, like kilos. So yeah. Sweet. Right on. I'm all for a kilo, man. I'm not like a like a like a purebred, just like super powerful. Like I have power, but like I have a long power. Yeah. Um, and I've come to realize that over my first year with Legion, um, yeah. that like I don't ha- I didn't have the power that Justin and Corey put out. But, you know, so when we would do sprints, they would like immediately get like two or three bike lengths on me, mm-hmm. or not like two or three like wheels on me. But like after like the first five pedal strokes, I'm like clawing back because my power is long. Yeah. So um, stuff like that is what I want to do. And then I've really been over the past like year, I've really been wanting to figure out what I could do effectively as like, like a, an outreach, like junior outreach program. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people like, I'm going to give kids bikes. I'm going to get, you know, this company to give me bikes. And I'm going to give it to my neighborhood and walk away. And it's yeah. like, it's so easy, but like if it was me and I wasn't into bikes, I'm probably just gonna sell it and make a hundred bucks and go buy, I don't know, some Nikes. Yeah. So it's sure. like really doing something where I can like, hey man, like this is what I've been able to do with the same exact bike that you have. You know, like it's hard, but it's rewarding. You know, or like, have you ever been ridden to the beach? Have you ever even been to the beach that you thought you couldn't go because you don't have a car? I know a lot of kids in the hood that don't even know what the beach looked like. Wow. You know, and it's like 10 miles from them. That's insane. Because growing up for me, like going to like Santa Monica or Venice was like equivalent to a 10 year old being like, I want to go to Europe. I'm going to go to France. Yeah. Like I can't just like wake up and I'm like, I'm going to France. And that's kind of how I felt to be like, I'm going to go to like ride or Beverly. I'm going to go to like Beverly Hills or I'm going to go to, the beach you know yeah. so like whenever i was in the car and we like went to the beach it seemed like this like super far journey and i was there i was like oh this is this is crazy and i yeah. never knew how to get there but normally really realistically it was like 10 miles away um but i wanted to like show that somehow and i'm always brainstorming on like how can i do this effectively and not just just people of color like really everyone um and not just like racing just like ride your bike like yeah i ride my bike to work get groceries 
get ice cream like to a race <laughs> like everywhere you know yeah and well, it's the, you would get along with steve cullen and i don't know if you've met that guy but one of the coolest things he said on my podcast was he legit was just like i don't think it'll be in my lifetime but one day they'll just be crit racers there won't be a black crit racer there won't be a mexican crit racer won't be you know a white crit racer it'll just be crit racers like just mm-hmm. people and so when you made that comment it's like not just people of color everyone like mm-hmm. yeah it's super cool to kind of hopefully one day it's everyone you know and yeah I, I definitely think you're in a great hub to kind of start that and uh and uh, eventually get that going um for sure yeah it's 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 important you know and like i'm like okay cool i have this following i have so many eyes on me like what can i do with it you know you know i can say like hey look at me and my cool bike that's nice but i can also be like like this is what i'm doing you know like this is for the future because eventually like there's going to have people to replace me or replace you know like Rasan Bahadi, replace Justin, replace all the, all of us, you know, yeah. and we need that. And the sport also needs to be welcoming, you know, like yeah. I tell people this all the time, like if you're on a group ride and a junior or like someone who's new in, you can tell they're new and they like, I don't know, like cross your wheel a little bit or they, you know, uh, have their music up too loud or whatever it is, you can do one of two things. You can like, yell at them like yo like what the hell are you doing you're stupid like get out the way and make them not want to come back ever again and be like hey man like this is not safe like this is what you can do to be a little bit better you know and like all right cool thank you like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm glad that someone's going to like show me something and it's going to make them want to come back so like i feel like there's lots of segregation within the sport too where it's like you know uh track riders like road riders crit racers or oh, yeah. the group ride guys the guy that don't they are like they're strong enough to race but like racing is stupid let's go get kom's like everyone's yeah. in their group which is fine but it's like even then you still gotta make it welcoming you know like because none of us are gonna do this at the level that we're doing it forever you know and yeah. then a lot of people think that like keep bike racing are, are assholes yeah <laughs> you know? it's and, just crazy how you like you show up to a ride and and literally the amount of like the up and downs mm-hmm. that you're about to get when you're the new guy yeah it's all based on what you're wearing what you look like what skin color you are like yeah. what bike you have what shifting you have you know and it's just like it's insane like i best just story, don't get it best story i can give you i did the rose bowl ride yeah my first time i had I think I didn't even have a, a, a road bike yet. I had uh, a track bike and oh, I didn't have a helmet because I'm a fix. Like we don't wear helmets. So like, yeah. I don't have a helmet. I show up um, and I'm in the group and don't even really care what bike I was riding. I was the only person without a helmet and uh, everyone, one guy in the back, he's like, you don't have a helmet, man. I was like, yeah. And he's like, there we go. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And every single person, get out the way. Where's your helmet? This dude's crazy. Ah, and then that went from being like, ha, 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 whatever. I don't care. To being like, like feeling like, oh, like this is 
kind of like crappy. Everyone's like giving me shit because I don't have a helmet. And I didn't want to be there. And I don't think I went back for like a while. Yeah. And then then I realized like I should probably wear a helmet everywhere I go. One, yeah. safety. But um, like it could win different ways. Like, hey, man. Here's like, a helmet. Here's you know a how many, helmet. How many of those guys probably have like 10 helmets just sitting yeah. in their garage collecting? Or this? like, yo, you, you, next time, like, you can't do this without it with a helmet or like go to the back because it's not safe. Yeah. Something. There's so many different ways that could have went. But, and I get it, like, in certain circumstances, you're kind of just like concerned for yourself. But also, like, it's a much bigger picture. You know, sure. it's like, like, we need more positivity and the sport to be more welcoming or else it's just going to continue to like suffer hey guys sorry for the interruption i just wanted to let you guys in on a little secret that i wish i knew about sooner and that is chamois butter with the current pandemic and everybody jumping on bikes you're probably wondering to yourself am i supposed to feel uncomfortable down there and then you decide to confide in somebody that you trust and that maybe even got you into cycling and they just say oh you'll get used to it well, in reality, it's actually an easy fix and you don't have to get used to pain. And that is by using chamois butter. This product is something, again, that I wish I knew about sooner. And when I found out about it, it made my rides that much more enjoyable, along with allowing me to ride longer. So don't ride in discomfort and check out chamois butter today. Now let's get back to the episode. Tank, yeah, I... I still to this day think that's the, the issue with crits isn't necessary in cycling in general, isn't the fact of money. We don't have money because there's no, there's no positivity in the sense of just equality and the sense of, you know, welcoming. It's like nobody wants to support cycling. So therefore nobody wants to put money into cycling because nobody else wants to join, like be a part of it. Like, I can, I'm really nervous to see what happens to our membership fees after, (laughs) after this whole coronavirus thing. Like, yeah, it's going to go one of, one of two ways. Like we're either going to get all priced out of the sport, no matter if you're a doctor, a dentist or whatever, or there's just going to be no federation. And so then, you know, crits and races, it's like, we're getting to a point where crits, I mean, to start a race, $90, $100. The thing, the reason why fixed gear, urban, underground fixed gear racing was so dope was because you show up, you show up with a kit, a bike, and a helmet. You actually didn't need to have a a kit. There's a bike and a helmet and some foot retention, and they're like 10 bucks. You give them 10 bucks. This is the course. You do 30 laps or 40 minutes and three laps to go winner takes all or top three get whatever and i remember we used to show up and there'll be 180 people in the race and between and it was no age category it was just like men's field 180 and it was ten dollars yeah and it was split that between top three and i would take home like seven hundred dollars in a like what was probably a cat four race which is insane you know but in my real opinion like like road racing is not for it's not our culture you know like like i feel like i always felt like track racing like six day style track racing and crits would be like is the only thing that would probably like say cycling in america because it's easy to watch 
you can drop it into like a city and be like, hey, we're going to stay here for a day. It's good for businesses around. Um, and I think it, it also has to do like how it's marketed. Like, I don't know if you've seen that Formula One series on Netflix. Like, uh, No, no, but I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that a buddy of mine was telling me that I need to watch it. So. Dude, I know nothing about Formula One and I now love Formula One. Yeah, and that's what he was saying. Cause that, I was literally the same person. I was like, dude, I don't watch Formula One. And he was like, you gotta watch it and you'll you fall You have in love to watch it. it because yeah. if, you t- if you watch it, like watch it and then think of a crit race. And if yeah. a crit race was like shot and, and marketed the same way or a similar sense of Formula One, like it would, I, it, I feel like it would do so well because like the live, live streams are great that we have in like USA crits because obviously it's a live stream. Like my parents can watch it, yeah. but like you can't feel the speed. You can't feel what's happening. You just see like a camera shot that's like, it's like panning out um as you're coming by but if you walk into a corner yeah and then the formula one race they have like great shots they have onboard footage like like there's audio and even when you watch live races like like every single episode of the racing my heart's racing and my palms are sweating i'm like and i'm like going like this turning my head as you're like going into corners and this is Crazy. Dude, you would you would fall in. I need to like introduce you to Dale Hughes first. We need to get your Madison skills up, but you yeah. got to meet Dale Hughes be- of Lexus Velodrome because okay. that guy is on to something. Like he's paying the pro field to show up, and he's flying him out. He's then not only is he flying him out, but he's putting on a show. It's on. It's fun. It's hilarious because it's on PBS. But he's like, this is the best I can do right now. Like, this is the best like I can get, but I want to be on live TV and he's live streaming on Facebook. And like, there's like 5,000 people watching this from all over the world on a 166, but you're racing with a mixture of everyone and all these different pros. But man, yeah. you, you got to check that out because it's literally everybody's gear restricted to an 88 inch gear Whoa. and uh, it's on a 166 meter track. Uh, prize money's great. I end up leaving there anywhere from $500 to $1,000 over a weekend. Um, I'm usually well taken care of. I'm usually housed and, you know, hanging out with all the other pro riders that are all from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, you got, that might actually be another avenue in the winter, especially in the winter for you. Cause he, mm-hmm. he wants the road riders to race in the summer. And then in the winter, he runs this winter series from like November, October ish time. He usually does Oktoberfest and it's a four day Madison race and you race Madison for four days. And then, and then it goes all the way into March and they do this whole series, but man, it's one a month and like you could pretty much make rent. Kelly would be happy about that too. Yeah. So it all, it all kind of works itself out. (laughs) Get that paper, you know? Exactly. But yeah, dude, so you definitely got to check that out. But dude, it's so cool to hear what you're doing and got, you know, what you got going on. I hope I'm able to come up to Boulder and ride with you guys soon. Um, but I wish you the best of luck at Hunt, man. And I'm trying to hold you up all night. And uh, but yeah, I appreciate it, dude. And if you guys want to check out Dante's social media, just check in the link in the description below. And yeah, other than that, guys, thanks so much for listening. Dante, thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Cheers.